It's time to open up the hollowed halls of leadership. It's time to figure out what the secrets are to being a successful leader and running a successful organization. It's time for VoltCast Illuminating Leadership. Your host is Jeff Smith, an executive coach and business leader who has over two decades of forward-thinking executive leadership as a human resources and operations professional. Now, Jeff and his guest experts are ready to share their tips and studies with you. Now, here is Jeff Smith. Welcome, and so glad you could be with us today. We are going to have a fantastic show today. I've got uh, two amazing people with me. So, Lee Hubert, who you guys are used to, will be on the show helping to co-host and asking some questions throughout. And we've got Dave Sanderson. I'll do a proper introduction of Dave in a second. But Dave, you want to just say hi so we hear your voice? Good morning. All right. So Dave, uh, we'll, we'll do proper introductions. So if folks want to call in today, you can call us at 1-866-472-5788. I will also be checking email throughout the show. So Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. If you want to reach us during the week, uh, same thing, VoltageLeadership.com. You can like us on Facebook at Voltage Leadership or Connect with us on uh, Twitter, Voltage Leadership, or even on LinkedIn at Jeff Smith Voltage Leadership Consulting. So today's topic is really about how do you cultivate leaders during chaos? And Dave Sanderson has seen the extreme in chaos. He is the president of his own firm, Dave Sanderson Enterprises, and he's based out of Charlotte, North Carolina. On January 15th, 2009, you may not remember that date if you don't know the story, but I promise you, you will in a second. Dave was the last passenger off the plane that crashed into the Hudson River. It's best known as the miracle on the Hudson and was largely responsible for making sure he was largely responsible for making others got out of the plane safely. In addition to speaking and training, Dave conducts workshops, is a much sought after podcast celebrity. We're glad he's on our radio show today. And he recently released his book uh, titled Moments Matter, which we'll talk about. I also encourage you to check out his website. He's also got a a weekly blog that he does on a regular basis that, that we'll be talking about as well. We will also be talking sort of throughout the program about, you know, how how are the things that he learned from this tragedy, how did it not necessarily just define him in the moment, but what has he learned and what lessons does he have to share with you? So he's got some resources that we'll go through throughout the show. Um, similar to me, he is married uh, and has four children. So he and his wife live in Charlotte with his four children. He is also a JMU grad. He's also on the JMU alumni board, something that we both share. So uh, very happy that we both uh, give back to the community. And as we were talking beforehand, uh, this is where Lee's just rolling his head, uh, eyes. Um, <laughs> this Saturday, our undefeated, number one ranked, 17 straight winning team, James Madison University, is hosting College Game Day from ESPN. It's not quite as big as Volcast Illuminate Leadership, their audience, but, uh, you know, I, I think that we'll, we'll make do with ESPN and Kirk Herbstreet and all those guys coming to JMU's campus. So, Dave, welcome. So glad you could be here. Well, Jeff, thank you very much. And just, yes, a shout out to JMU. It's going to be an exciting weekend. It should be fun. It should be fun. So, um, you know, as much as I want to talk football and, and cover that, uh, I think our audience is here more for leadership. But you, maybe Mike Houston, uh, our head coach at JMU, should be on the show one of these days. So that We'll get him yeah. on. We'll make a phone call. We'll get him on. There we go. So, Dave, maybe just start at the beginning of this. Like, you know, tell us about the experience of, you know, here you are sort of regular, you know, executive and on, on probably a regular, you know, business flight or something. And, and just kind of walk us through the start of that story, and then we'll start to digest, uh, you know, sort of your leadership style, voice, lessons learned. But but give us the story first. Well, thank you, Jeff. Yeah, it was just an ordinary day. I was uh, into the three-day business trip. I was a sales manager. 
uh, for a sales technology company. So I traveled over 100 times a year, a routine trip. But I, uh, that day, we started our day at 5 o'clock in the morning because we were working in a distribution center in Brooklyn, New York. And I tell folks, if you've never been into a distribution center, they open up quite early in the morning. And this one moved up at 2 o'clock. We started about 5. So we got done about 10. So, you know, I travel so much. Any chance to get home to my wife and four kids a little early, I usually try to take advantage of that. So about 10 o'clock that morning, I called our travel agent and worked with her. And she put me on U.S. Airways Flight 1549. So I think I was supposed to be on that plane for a reason because I was on a 5 o'clock flight scheduled in the first class seat. And I gave it up for a coach seat in 15A to be on that flight. But uh, nothing extraordinary. About 60 to 70 seconds after we took off is when I heard the explosion. And it was a loud explosion on the plane. Never heard anything like that on the plane. So it really sort of got my attention. So when I looked up and I looked out the window, I saw fire coming out from beneath the left wing. So I knew something had happened. But, you know, I fly so often it's our plane lost an engine. And I know planes have multiple engines. So it really didn't start on me too much at that moment in time. So I thought the captain was just going to you know, sort of go back to the airport and get another plane. I felt him banking. But uh, how fortunate we have a captain had has kind of experience, 40 years of experience, 20,000 hours of flight time, and was a certified glider expert because that uh, that made all the difference in the world because he, did, uh, he didn't lose his head. He showed uh, leadership in, in the moment to be able to maintain his focus. And as he glided the plane over the George Washington Bridge, and, he, and this is what doesn't get talked about a lot, Jeff. He only cleared the bridge you know, by about 400 feet, and the bridge, the uh, George Washington Bridge, is roughly six. 600 feet up, so he was at a thousand, about a thousand feet at that point, and he had the calmness to, to say the one words he said is, "You know, this is your captain, brace for impact." And if you saw the movie Sully, that was accurate. That's all he said. So at that moment in time is when uh, things were rushing through my head. This doesn't look very good. It's uh, he used the word dire in his uh, his interviews. I use the word serious, but I use his word dire because I think uh, at that moment uh, when you're heading straight into a a you know, body of water in a plane which has no control. Uh, the only thing you control is your mind because you have no control over anything else. Yeah. You know, Dave, what I'm struck by is, A, you're one calm dude um, that, uh, you know, when the first thing is on fire and you're like, well, I think we'll be okay. We'll get back. You know, I think I've been freaking out a little bit more. So, uh, you know, I, good to know that uh, in chaos, I want to have you on my team, you know. <laughs> so so you land. I, I mean, I can't even imagine the the, the, the craziness of it. But, you know, walk us through, like, you know, some of the heroes of that day. And what did you notice about leadership or, you know, tell it from your, your story, but also, you know, what were some of the leadership moments you saw as you watched this unfold? So, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of areas of leadership and teamwork and persistence that really stepped up in that moment. Because once he got it into the river, you know, without breaking the plane up or having a fire or sinking the plane, which is another tremendous part of the story that uh, I share when I speak um, thing, all of a sudden things started happening and as I tell people it's a whole, the whole different situation there's two parts to this story the first part is all the all this the focus and heroism that Captain Sullenberger and Captain Skiles had to get that plane down but mm. the second half was when the plane's in the water and now all of a sudden water's coming in the plane you have a whole different set of circumstances and that's when all of a sudden leaders stepped up and uh, things started to happen so you know, my game plan, Jeff, was just get to the aisle, get up and get out. But when I got to the aisle, uh, something happened to change that day and probably change where I was going to go. Because my mother, who had passed away in 1997, sort of kicked into my head. And I heard her talking to me saying, if you do the right thing, God will take care of you. 
And the right thing for me was is we take care of other people first. And that, I think, came from all the years of being on teams, athletics, sports, Boy Scouts, where I was always around a group of, uh, group of people, a group of guys, a team, where everybody always had everybody's back. So that's why I went towards the back of the plane, see if anybody needed help. And once we got everybody out, I started making my way out of the plane. And I went out, uh, the first exit I could see was 10F on the right. So I started to dive out like everybody else to get on the wing. But when I got there, there was no room on the wing or the boat for me. So that's why I was inside the plane for about uh, seven minutes waist deep in 36 degree water. But that's when leaders really start stepping up. I think, uh, I tell people, there were leaders throughout the entire plane, not only Captain Sullenberger and Captain Skiles, but... I show a picture, Jeff, and you can, if you ever go to the Air Museum in Charlotte where the plane is, they have this picture of the right side of the plane. And if anybody here who's listening has seen the movie Sully, uh, this will sort of point out what I'm talking about. Because on the right side of the plane, there was no crew. All the crew went out to the left side of the plane. Mm. So the right side of the plane, people who had zero skill sets, zero training for anything like we went through that day, had to step up and be leaders. And that's why I tell people that uh, what you realize in a situation like this, and, is, and it works not only in business, but also your personal and other parts of your life, is in, a, in that moment, the person with the most certainty in that uncertain time all of a sudden becomes the leader. And that's what happened because it, it's total uncertainty was going on. No one knew how what was going on, but leaders all of a sudden just stepped up by showing certainty. And I think not only I think I did that that day, I think other people did that that day likewise to get people certainty so they knew that uh, we had a game plan, whether the game plan was going to be. We had a game plan and give them certainty that if we all work together as a team, we could work this thing out. And that's the other part of the story I tell people, too, is the teamwork, where all of a sudden you had 155 people who did not know each other, care about each other, pull together to do something in six minutes that had never been done in the history of aviation. So leaders stepped up. People checked their egos at the door, which is, I think is another part of leadership where when you're a leader, if you don't have the skill sets to execute in that moment, check your ego. Let somebody else who has that skill set do it. And uh, that's what happened that day likewise because some other people had some very good skill sets also. So, you know, all of a sudden they became the leader in that moment. So there was leadership throughout the entire entire situation, only getting the plane down, but also getting people out. Yeah, and I was reading uh, your blog. We've got about oh, three minutes till break. You know, I was reading your blog. Uh, I don't know if it's this week or the past week, um, Dave. But you're also talking about, um, you know, some of the tragedies we saw in, uh, you know, Hurricane Harvey and all these folks that volunteer. You know, you're talking about folks that, you know, are on the water that immediately came to, to help. And it wasn't just the, you know, the, your, your natural rescue. These were regular people coming to help, uh, you know, that had other jobs. So I thought that was an interesting part of the story as well. Yeah, that's, you know, that's what I talk about is, you know, you don't have to be a CEO of a company. You can be the, the lowest person on the totem pole and all of a sudden. If you exhibit certainty in that moment, people will look to you to get through the situation. And that's, you know, I, I for my 10 years of being the head of security for Tony Robbins and traveling with him, I saw that play out many times visually when I was there. So, you know, I, hopefully that sort of gleaned off and you know, that day. And not only did I do it, but other people did it likewise. And, and uh, it's just, I had no training for a plane crash, but I did have training in how to have certainty at certain times. Yeah. You know, I think that's, uh, you know, we may pick up on that theme here in the uh, upcoming moments. You know, what I'm struck by is for our leaders and listeners that they're coming in, you know, feel free to, to ask some questions. Lee, after the break, I'm going to head to you to ask a question. You know, one of the things that, I, you know, I just want to uh, plant in your in your mind there, uh, Dave, is, 
you know, let's take some of these lessons from this chaos and, and how do we apply it into our sort of our, our daily lives? So some things that I've already taken, you know, just to, to give you a sense is, you know, there's 155 people and they can immediately uh, break into smaller groups and accomplish something that they were never trained for. I love this idea too of like, you know, uh, if, if it's an uncertain time, someone that's certain about the way to go you know, that's some confidence and let's go and see, check that out. Additionally, you know, you don't have to be the leader in all circumstances. And so if you're normally used to commanding a room, but you know nothing about how do you do this, this is time to be a really great follower and help rally the troops. So I think those are some really great starts to the show today. So Dave is going to be with us the whole time. So we will uh, feel free to send us an email or call us uh, throughout the program. Uh, When we come back from this two-minute break, we'll pick up uh, the conversation with Dave. So we'll see you in two. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1 866 472 5788. Again, that's 1 866 472 5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Voltcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. And uh, today on the show, we've got Dave Sanderson, president of his own firm, Dave Sanderson Enterprises. Um, he's based out of Charlotte, uh, author of the book Moments Matter. And we've been having a great discussion about uh, his experience of uh, January 15, 2009, when uh, he was on the plane that uh, crashed into the Hudson River. And so we were just before the break teeing up, wow, there's a lot of great leadership lessons here about what you experienced that day. And then, you know, what have you seen in the last eight years that have, you know, you've taken from your time period, both as an executive, but also that period of crisis. And, you know, what did you learn? So, Dave, I'm just curious, you know, as you think about it, what were some of the, you know, leadership lessons and and kind of caused you to, to write the book Moments Matter? <laughs> 
Well, I'll, thank you very much, Jeff. I'll give you the background about Moments Man, then I'll talk about a couple of these these leadership points that I talk about in Moments Man. Because what happened was, is probably three three and a half years ago, uh, we had a neighbor down the street, and you know she called and asked, "Hey, wouldn't she? I could come help her with her TV." And of course, you know she's a neighbor and she's elderly, so you're gonna do what you gotta do since you're a neighbor. When I went in and fixed the TV, she said, "Will you stay for milk and cookies?" I said, "Of course." You know who's gonna turn down milk and cookies, that, right? From the lady who cooked her. Yes, yeah, sign me up all day long, twice on Sundays. But as I was waiting, she had a little coffee table with some books out there. I started looking through her books, and what I found is there are pictures of concentration camps. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just wowed by this guy. I love history. I said, well, what are these from? And she's they, they a pair of sisters. They go, well, we were there. And they opened their forearms up and showed me the numbers on their forearms. And I said, whoa. I said, you have to document this. I mean, they're 80 some years old. They said, no, no, we don't want to talk about it. So I never got to do that. But so fast forward about a year later, my former assistant said, you need to document this for your grandkids and, and great grandkids so they know what happened that day. So we spent about nine hours recording minute by minute of what happened that day and a half period. Uh, and, and that's how this book came about because all of a sudden we start documenting all these things and lessons and strategies that I use and other people use that day that not only apply to going through crisis, but also apply every day in business. Mm-hmm. So that's that's how the book came about. And I really identified 12 different resources that I and others use that day. And a couple that really apply to leadership that I love to talk about is versus around state management. Um, and that's you know, how to manage your mind when all stuff's breaking loose around you. And that Tony Robbins calls a state manager. I call it managing through your mind. But you know, there's three ways to do that. And I, I, I identify for people how that's done and how that was used that day on the plane and how you can use it in every business situation, whether it's through the way you move, in, move your body through your physiology, whether it's through your internal dialogue or the questions you ask or what you focus on. And so I show people how to do that, whether it's in the good times or when stuff's hitting the fan. The second thing I talk about in leadership is around what's called sensory acuity. And how do you communicate in the modality of the person you're communicating with, want to communicate with? And that played a big role with me, Jeff, when I was uh, working in sales and also sales management, because everybody you talk to resides in a different modality, whether it's visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. And if you can understand how they communicate and the modality they communicate in, and you can match or mirror that, all of a sudden you build instant rapport with that person and credibility. And that's how I, I was so successful in sales because I knew this strategy. And so when I was communicating with executives, whether they were CIO, CEO, CFOs, the manager level, I, I could communicate and understand what modality they were in. And I'd build rapport and had credibility in here I am sitting in the suite, C-suite, by everybody else is sitting out in the manager suite. So that those two skill sets, state management and sensory acuity, were two of the key key strategies about leadership. But the number one one that I the one I talk about the most is resourcefulness. And you know, Tony teaches this to everybody. So I'm not I'm not. This is not my idea. But you know, it's not about the resources you don't have. It's about how resourceful you are with the resources you do have. And on the plane that day, we didn't have a lot of resources except the way to manage our minds. But we used that and additional things such as when the ferries came or communication skills with people to have them do things in a certain way that really played a big difference in that outcome. And if you're on a team in business, especially being resourceful with the limited resources these companies and our companies now have, because money is tight in a lot of places, all of a sudden you can be very resourceful and get a lot of things accomplished that you've never been able to get accomplished before. That's great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for teeing that up. Hey, Lee, you know, I got uh, Lee Hubert, uh, who regularly co-hosts the show, and wants to come on today. So, Lee, what uh, what question do you have for uh, Dave so far? 
Yes, sir. And Dave, fascinating discussion. And I agree with Jeff. Uh, you are a calm dude if you think about <laughs> the circumstances that you're talking about here. And I'm fascinated as I'm listening to you. And you know, we're talking about you know bringing order out of chaos here. Some years back, I had to do things called critical incident debriefings as part of my HR role at a large utility in the Midwest. And sometimes hairy things would happen, but I've never been, you know, in that seat, in your shoes, in in that moment. And my first question, Dave, is when, you know, this was transpiring, and I admire what you're saying about learning how to manage your mind, manage your emotions in that moment, did you have a sense of, you know, like, were you in a bubble? Was there an accentuated sense of clarity uh, or awareness? I mean, when I see things like this or hear things like this, I, I, I like to think that takes place, but I don't know. I've never been there. How would you describe that? Well, that's a great question, Lee, because, you know, I, I, one, I'll give you a little story and how this came about, and you're exactly right about clarity. You know, uh, the last moment as we were going into the river, you know, what happened to me and happened to a lot of people on the plane that I've spoken to is that uh, like the movie of your life runs through your mind where you see things from your, where you were a child or Little League Baseball or your first girlfriend. And all of a sudden you get clarity on, on your mission, on why you're here. And mm-hmm. I and I, but I started to need to contrast that. So I had a I have a friend who unfortunately was in the earthquake in Haiti the following year, and she goes to my church and went to my church. And she and I had this discussion in that last moment where you think it's you're not going to make it. She told me the same thing. Her the movie of her life ran through her mind, and she had clarity of her purpose on on the earth. So yeah, I think what happened is you know all of a sudden I had clarity on why I was here and what I was doing and what I needed to be doing, whether I ended up someplace else or ended up back here on earth. So uh, that helped me the entire, I think the entire situation because that not only got me through the day, but afterwards it gave me clarity on where I needed to go with my life. And I think mm-hmm. that was a bigger perspective than, than in the situation because yeah, when you're in a situation, you got adrenaline going and that's basically what, what makes you survive that. But after that, when the adrenaline's gone, all of a sudden you gotta have that clarity of your mission on earth. Hmm, interesting. And, you know, I'm thinking that, you know, after something like this, because it doesn't happen to everybody every day. I mean, you know, we fly, Jeff's flown all over the world, you know, but I go through this little mental routine. Each time I get in an airplane, you know, I'm one of those people, yeah, I read the thing, I know where the exit is, I look behind me, is it, is it a pull-up, is it a, you know, what do you do to get out of the plane? I look to see who's around me, like you, if there's somebody that I needed to assist or the elderly, whatever the case may be. And, you know, I think if you have a, that you're a survivor and is there a sense of, okay, I, this didn't take me out. I can, what, what's there left to be afraid of? Or there's a fearlessness that may have resulted. Is, is, is that what took place with you? I, yeah, that's an interesting this, uh, term. I wouldn't use the word fearlessness. But what I would use is gives me a strong resource for if something else happens in my life, what has happened, whether it's in business or personal life of passing mm-hmm. someone passing away, you're right. But it doesn't, it doesn't, you don't go in that, that, that scared mode. You go into that mode of, you know what, I've survived this, you know, mm-hmm. we'll get through this. And I think that happened when my dad was passing away. And, you know, we, one of the last discussions I had with him on his deathbed was about what was going on in this world right now. And, you know, it was like it was a lot of stuff going on. And I was talking to him about it. But he said, you know, he said, I grew up in the Depression. And we went, we went through it and we got through it. You'll get, you and everybody else get through this, too, if you just stay focused and don't let this. You know, so put it, 
permeate in your mind. You know, it, it's a situation. Find out what happens, but move on. And that was great advice from my dad, who was um, going to meet his maker a couple of days later. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dave, I'm curious. You know, you gave us a couple of great ones there. What, what are one or two other of those, uh, you know, 12 resources from your book, Moments Matter, which, you know, again, uh, highly encourage our listeners to, to go out and buy. You know, what other, uh, what other things would you have our business leaders here? Well, you know, a couple of things I really talk about is, you know, especially around awareness and persistence, because, you know, one of the things that happens is, and, and Lee sort of led me into that path, is, uh, you know, when stuff's breaking loose around you, all of a sudden your awareness quotient goes way up. I mean, you, you're, and I'm a visual person, so I was seeing everything going on. Now, you know, I had to go into auditory mode a couple of times, but, you know, my, my, my focus and awareness. So, you know, what I tell people is, you know, when you get in a situation where it's business, personal, family, whatever it may be, whatever modality you're in, all of a sudden you become aware and you're very acute to that. So uh, number one is about awareness, but persistence. You know, one of the things I've learned in business is you never give up, right? I mean, it's just you don't give up. And candidly, if there's a, there's a couple people on that plane that day that wanted to give up, and one lady said, just leave me here, just leave me here. It's like, yeah, we're not going to leave you here. And a couple uh-huh. ladies have picked her up and moved her. So, you know, I talk about the persistence because, you know, you can never fail unless you give up. So uh-huh. those are really two, two other strategies and resources. But one of the big resources I also talk about is faith. Um, and when you're having faith in people that candidly that you don't know, you don't care about, and all of a sudden you got to put your entire faith into them. And I talk about a situation with me and a lady with a baby that was on the plane, and candidly she was scared, and I just yelled at her to get her attention. But she had to give have faith to give her baby up to another lady to get off the wing so people could walk to the to the ferries. So mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of resources like that, and having faith in business likewise, because it's not going to work out for everybody all the time. It's just not the way it is. And if, if you take it personally, like I used to in early in business, I'm listen, I'm guilty of this. I would say, well, why didn't people buy? Why wouldn't people do this, right? Why would people do what I ask them to do? Is because, you know what, I wasn't mature enough to know that, you know, you ha- have faith in people. Because overall, people will do the right thing if you have faith and give them the right instruction and the right feedback. So those are three of the other uh, resources that I talk about. And I think, uh, you know, we, I really illustrate not only through the plane situation, but in business uh, and also in taking away in your personal life. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, so Dave, uh, we got. Uh, I'm going to wrap up here for about one minute, then we'll take a break. Um, what I'm struck by is yes, the the, the faith, um, whether that's spiritual or just uh, really committed to the people that you work around. You know, it, it's also very evident to me that you care about people, and so you. Um, a lot of times in business, what will happen is that. Sometimes we hold back because we, we want people to like us. But when you're in the chaos, you can't worry about being liked. you got to do the right thing, say what needs to be said. And because I care about you, I'm giving it to you direct and transparent. And we got to go. You know, and so I think that's a lesson I'd have for people. Sometimes we, we overly worry how people will hear the message instead of it being, hey, this is the message. And because I care about you, I'm being direct and transparent so you can change. So what we'll yeah, do think, is yeah, okay, go, go ahead. Yeah, we're up against clock here. So let me, uh, Dave, we'll come back uh, in two minutes and we'll pick up this conversation. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? 
How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. Aliens with Gas, we are the extraterrestrial rock show airing every Saturday afternoon on the voiceamerica.com variety channel. <laughs> Whatever happens out and about, it kind of dictates our conversation. For sure. And we like to tie in a little bit of the past and obviously keep it real current. And real current was a couple nights ago right here in Phoenix, a phenomenon happened. On Thursday night. Phenomenon. Do, 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 do. <laughs> phenomenon. Do, 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 do. Phenomenon. Do, do. All right, never mind. <laughs> That's every Saturday right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. All around the outermost rim of the shield, he set the mighty stream of the river Oceanus, creating Achilles' shield in Homer's The Iliad, Book 18. Rachel Carson in The Sea Around Us said, All at last, return to the sea, to Oceanus, the ocean river, like the ever-flowing stream of time, the beginning and the end. Moyer's Environmental Dialogues with Dr. Rob Moyer offers lively dialogue and revealing narrative inquiry into how individuals are overcoming obstacles and creating a greener and blue planet Earth. Tune in Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, 12 noon Pacific on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at voltageleadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back and so glad you could be with us today. We've got... Uh... Dave Sanderson uh, on the line with us. He's the author of the book, um, Moments Matter, as well as uh, a sought-after speaker, um, consultant, uh, leader. He does just a fantastic job of helping companies um, understand how to succeed, but he also helps individuals find their voice and determine how can they grow from what are often chaotic and crazy situations, quite honestly? Uh, I often get asked what happens on breaks and what do we do? Uh, this time we t- told jokes and we were worried about the JMU uh, uh, over, under, and line for the football game. So just to give you a little sense of behind the scenes, when you get two JMU guys, they're fired up about our, our team. You know, you never know where we'll go. So we won't expose you to that. Um, go Dukes. Go Dukes. That's right. <laughs> So, um, Dave, you know, we were having this conversation just before the break um, about, you know, you got to be direct um, in chaos. You have to be direct. You have to be transparent. But you also have to care. You know, so as you think about that, you know, you've, you had some clarity of what needed to happen. How do I translate that over into my day in and day out business setting? No, I appreciate that because I think that's one of the big lessons I, I not only employed, but I learned that day because I can't leave before, Jeff and earlier in my business career, I would try not to hurt people's feelings. Even when mm. I was a manager and even a vice president of sales at a company, I try not to hurt people's feelings. And, you know, sometimes I would sugarcoat things and try to make people feel good about the situation. But as I, I learned is, um, that sometimes is not the best way to communicate with people. And I had an experience like that, you know, uh, a couple of years ago. So that day on the Hudson River, 
you know, I, I don't know if I remembered it innately, but I knew that, you know, there was no time for sugarcoating anything that you had to be direct. So that's why when I yelled at the lady to throw her baby to get her attention and basically gave people direct communication, it wasn't because I didn't care. It was because we had to get the job done and we can worry about everything else later. And so, you know, when I had a chance to talk to Captain Sullenberger the first time was at the early show, you know, when I learned about Captain Sullenberger and one of the great things about him and what he did that day on the plane and the communications was that, which we were just talking about here, about candor, direct communications, because one thing you learn about Captain Sullenberger, he is black and white. Mm-hmm. There is no gray with him. I mean, if you don't want, to want the answer, uh, and you go get upset about it, don't ask him the question. And I've learned in my business and being a leader and also in my leadership training is the more direct I am with compassion is I get much more effective communication. So I would, I would just coach people. It took me a long time to realize that. But I really think that uh, having direct communication, but having compassion, understanding that you don't understand that person's backstory. So maybe they have a different pr- perspective, but at least being direct with them is the best way to communicate. Thanks, Dave. You know, so I think, uh, again, his book is uh, Moments Matter and, um, you know, lots of suggestions there. I'd also recommend the book Radical Candor by Kim Scott. It's got a lot of the same kind of conversation. I, like Dave, suffered from being too nice and not always being transparent. Um, and so really helpful for leaders out there. So Dave, I want to shift gears a little bit to, you know, you gave this fabulous TED Talk as well. And I know that there's been a lot of chaos from, you know, wildfires in the news to Las Vegas to the significant hurricanes we've had. And boy, there's, you know, leadership that pops up in all of this. You know, and in your talk, you you talk about ways that you can maybe grow in spite of chaos. And, you know, I think that there are some people that had something like, you know, your plane ride into the Hudson and could maybe slip into depression, but you've obviously thrived. So I'm just curious, what were some of the leadership lessons for yourself that you might want to share with others that came from your TED Talk? Well, thank you. I was very honored to do that TED Talk. Um, and if anyone wants to check it out, it's called Jolt Bouncing Back. But, uh, you know, one of the things I talk about in every talk is but a lesson I learned years ago from my first mentors. Those who have the humility to prepare will have the confidence to execute when their moment comes. So it's all about the preparation and getting whether it's physical preparation or or just having that that humility to be able to do that. So what I talked about, what I talk about is I, I think I realized is I was on the on the green room of Good Morning America uh, with a bunch of the passengers and the crew, and one gentleman who was on the plane started sort of getting very emotional with us and basically telling us he didn't want anything to do with us. And, you know, he, he, he lost his family. He lost his job. Everything was just going down for him. And I started thinking, well, I had a totally different experience. You know, I mean, I, yeah, we all went through the same experience, but I had a different approach. So when I started putting this TED Talk together, I started thinking about what's the difference between me and the other people who actually did go into depression and PTSD, which is a lot of passengers. And now we know that Captain Sullenberger also had PTSD. And I talk about a couple of different things, but the one I really talk about is, is the meaning you attach to something produces the emotion of your life. And emotion is your life. See, meaning equals emotion. Emotion equals life. And once I started putting this all together, it's like, you know, you can reframe any meaning you want to. You can, you, can, you can build a ladder of all these different meanings that people have. Or you and I go through the same experience of a plane crash and you're, you're depressed and here I am growing. What's the difference? It's the meaning we attach to it. So I tell, show people the strategy on how to do that is how to reframe the meanings of your life. So I just got done speaking two weeks ago down in Florida, down in Pompano Beach, where Irma had just hit the week prior. 
And there were a lot of people, a lot of different emotions. It was a very unique talk for me, about 250 people. Emotions were all over the place. But I talked about how to reframe this to a positive meaning where, yeah, physical things happened and unfortunately some things were broken and some things you lost. But look at the other side. Look at the meaning you attached. People came together. People all of a sudden became a team. Leaders stepped up. And all of a sudden, it's helping people reframe the meaning. So the big strategy, leadership strategy, is when you have a team member who's gone through something, and I tell you what, Jeff, everybody in this we're listening is going to have something happen in their lives. And whether it's a car accident, a health scare, a cancer, whatever it may be, help them understand that they can reframe that meaning and all of a sudden help them grow from this experience instead of going to a traumatic, you know, depression, depressed era, or even worse, PTSD. Yeah, I love that uh, reframe. Lee, anything from you? I've got a couple questions, but anything that you want to add or ask about that? Yeah, yeah. You know, Dave, you got me thinking about different kinds of chaos. I mean, there's routine chaos. There's the forces of chaos. You know, for you boomers, all this kind of stuff. And sometimes we have leaders who are, I'll say, leading from the middle. They may not be in the C-suite, but in their world, in their perception, the chaos is coming from the C-suite. So what are your thoughts about how to lead in that context, kind of leading in the middle? I can't necessarily control what happens above me, but I can either reframe or try to lead through chaos or make sense of it for the people that are lateral to me and certainly the people that are on my team. Yeah, I mean, I think you're talking about either managing up or managing down, which, you know, I've been in that situation. And sometimes I didn't understand why the, some of the decisions were being made. I was a manager, and I had to communicate that to my people. So one thing, I go back to what we talked about before, and I talk about in my workshop, mission-focused leadership. You know, mm-hmm. once I always go back to the mission of the organization, the mission of my team, I had a much clearer way to be able to communicate why this was important and why we had to do it, even though may I may have not agreed with it or understood it, and maybe my my team members did. But I always try to tie it back to this is the mission of the bigger mission of the organization, and this is why the decisions are being made. And one one of my former managers told me you can either do it or you don't do it, right? Um, And and Canley, I also remind people everything in life is a choice. You can choose to do do anything or not choose to do it. So if – If you buy into the mission of the organization and you're not just somebody there to collect a paycheck, you'll understand some decisions are made because of of what has to happen, whether it's layoffs, whether it's the change in course of direction, uh, but uh, always tying it back to the mission. And I I tell a story about my interaction with Captain General Norman Schwarzkopf, who really drilled this into me when I had that conversation. So when I get to talk to people about this, I share that story in detail so they understand how he won a war in the time frame he did by focusing people on the mission who had a lot of disparaging things to say. Uh, Well, and you know, you got me thinking about the people that you went through this chaotic event with. Um, You know, I've heard it say it's like people who come through trauma or some kind of event like this, there's a bond or there's something that's there that other people just understand because they weren't part of that circumstance. Has that happened with you and the other folks on you know, uh, 1549, and do you, do you all get together? And, you know, if you do, what is it you, you talk about? Well, 
Yes, thank you. So every anniversary on January 15th, there's usually two get-togethers, one in Charlotte, North Carolina, and one in New York City. And I, 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 I've been to one and the one in New York City because I was there speaking. But I normally take that date uh, when everybody else is getting together and sort of you know, going through what, what our lives have been over the past year to go out and speak. Mm-hmm. And I donate my time that day to whatever cause I am I'm going for, uh, whether it's usually the American Red Cross, so I can thank them for that day and have gratitude. But to ask, to answer your first question is, yeah, my I would say that one of the biggest challenges has been initially with my wife because she didn't experience the same thing I experienced. And uh-huh. coming home to a spouse who had a whole different experience because her experience in this whole situation was she had to deal with media and knew nothing on how to handle the media or even what was going on. So here I am coming in from a traumatic life experience of surviving a plane crash. She was dealing with how to survive the media. And even though we had a both a similar survival type of mindset, she had a real difficult time understanding why I was thinking and going through what I was going through. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. I think that's uh, a really great point, Dave. Um, I was with uh, leaders this morning, and um, it, a company that grew itself went rapidly, um, and it was this fantastic experience. Um, but then there are some people that are on the periphery, you know, the spouses and all that. And so we were kind of together celebrating this big victory. And the spouses were okay, and they were happy for the spouses. But you could just see that they didn't have that shared experience. You know, so I think part of, uh, you know, leadership lesson two inside the company is how do we recreate experiences so that people can know sort of with behavioral norms and can find path in chaos, right? And sometimes right. we get so busy we don't really help shape that path. We just kind of talk about it. It goes all the way back to your sensory acuity. Like, how do we get people to, to buy in and do it in their method, whether that's, you know, visual or uh, auditory, et cetera? Right. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think, yeah, I think, yeah, once again, one of the things, the lessons and strategies I've learned how to use is quickly identifying what modality that person's in. So, you know, when I'm talking, because I'll give you an example. You know, I learned this from Tony Robbins because, you know, when Tony's in front of 10,000 people, there's 10,000 modalities going on at one time. And how does he bring people together? I learned that from my experience with Disneyland when I did a, did a program for Disneyland years ago. And if you've ever been into Disneyland, you know, as soon as you walk in the door, you see the big castle, right? You hear the music playing. You, you mm-hmm. know, all of a sudden, you have that feeling of, you know, hey, I'm at Disneyland. You smell the smells of cinnamon coming out, right? All of a sudden, now you're getting hungry. They, man, they hit all five sensory, all five mm-hmm. senses immediately because they don't know who's walking through the door, which one's going to trigger them. Yeah, same thing with Tony. Same thing that I do when I speak. Because if you go hear me speak, I show a video. I have music playing. I'm I'm walking around. I try to hit every modality because I want to make sure I connect with every person in that room on their modality level. Well, that's great, and uh, I'm looking forward to you bringing some uh, some great food at the next time I hear you speak. So, uh, but we're up against <laughs> the uh, the break here. So let's take our last break here, and we'll come back in two minutes. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com What sets apart VoiceAmerica.tv from the other video content providers on the internet? 
choice, and flexibility means that you can host your video content live or on demand on the main VoiceAmerica.tv channels through your own branded media player or your own private TV channel. We support multiple media formats, so all of your video content can be in one place. We offer a number of advertising and video packages. For more information, visit VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Why? Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. To reach Jeff Smith or his guest today, please call 1-866-472-5788. Again, that's 1-866-472-5788. You may also send an email to Jeff at VoltageLeadership.com. Now back to Volcast Illuminating Leadership. Welcome back. It's uh, Jeff Smith and Bill on the show today with uh, Lee Hubert and Dave Sanderson, who's the president of his own firm, uh, Dave Sanderson Enterprises. If you need a uh, speaker, facilitator, you know, author, look him up. Fantastic. I've loved having him on the show. Uh, so, you know, Dave, thanks for being here. Uh, I know you've written this book, Moments Matter. You know, I know you've got a lot of great stuff going on. Why don't you tell us what's what's up next for you uh, sort of in your leadership journey and what, what are you writing and speaking about these days? Well, thank you. Yeah, it's, there's a lot of things moving on right now. I mean, I'm putting, putting in a new video series right now to really coincide with my book, Moments Matter, because what you know, I've, I've got to walk my talk, Jeff. I mean, we talk about all this stuff, right? And you can mm-hmm. write it down, and that's good stuff so people can see it. But if I do a video series, I'm also doing an audio series on so I can hit everybody's, whoever, how they want to learn the information, they can get in that way. So that's that's my next big project. But my I have another book in the works right now about post-traumatic growth syndrome, the topic I talked about in my TED Talk which I'm really excited about likewise. And I'm also uh, really excited about a documentary that I am uh, shooting right now uh, for National Geographic, which hopefully will uh, will be out sometime in the next year, year and a half. Well, that's fantastic. You know, you say it sounds busy, you know, sounds like you uh, with four kids and, and uh, all this, you know, how do you find time for uh, Dave and all this too? Well, three, three of them are out. 
And one no, of still, uh, still in high school, but uh, you know, I uh, yeah, that's part of the challenge, and that's part of the time management that I'm trying to work on right now is is really dissecting time from me, and more importantly, me and my wife, because it's a, it's a relationship that Canley has been, you know, I haven't probably done a real good job over the last several years because it's all been about focus on serving other people. But uh, yeah, we're going to be doing some things together. I think which is going to you know help uh, not only uh, both of us grow, but also help me and my mindset to be able to help other people. Yeah, so, you know, for the audience, um, you know, I like to use this last segment sort of like a, a call to action, you know, and you've given us a lot of great suggestions about framing or managing our mind, sense of acuity, you know, having faith in folks, being transparent. What are the first, you know, one or two things that you would have folks go out and do to really, you know, cultivate their leadership? A lot of our companies that we work with are in chaos. So, what's, you know, one or two practical tips and or suggestions you would have for our audience. Well, the one thing that I, I would recommend, and I want to I'll give Tony Robbins the credit for giving me this, you know, years ago, is uh, go out if if your if your your companies have any challenges or not even they're not having challenges, but find some place they can contribute your time. Because mm-hmm. right now, once once you start getting people rallying around a cause, whether it's breast cancer, whether it's American Red Cross, like what I do, whatever it may be, you bring people together in a way that all of a sudden they're serving a bigger purpose. And, and all of a sudden, when you focus on contribution, not only do leaders step up, but teams are formed. And you have common experiences of giving, which all of a sudden people will not only relate to, but also they can grow from and other people want to be involved with. So I would say if, if, you're, if you're doing it right now, great. If you're not doing it right now, find some place to contribute your time as a team and do it together. And that's what I do with my team and I do with American Red Cross. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. You know, and it also sounds like, you know, you're have really mastered uh, communication, you know, maybe a suggestion or two for these folks, you know, I know with the leaders we work with a lot, Lee and I work with, that they get into the chaos and they tend to kind of close up and want to go into their office and hope and pray that it all is going to work out. You know, what, what, <laughs> suggest, what suggestions would you have for our leaders out there to sort of navigate best, best practices in communication during chaos? Well, I would say, number one, we talked about a little bit earlier about being very clear and concise and direct. Mm-hmm. I think people respect that right now. And, you know, we see what's going on in this country right now. And one of the things that people are challenged with is the directness and openness that uh, the president, Donald Trump's doing right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they're not used to somebody being that blunt and being that out there. And I had the opportunity to meet Donald Trump several years ago when he spoke in Philadelphia. And I, I was with Tony and he, he spoke for Tony. And I got to meet him and he wasn't the communicator. You see him now. He was had a crumpled notes with him, and and he was told that you better get his act together if you ever want to, you know, be a leader. You need to be able to speak from the heart. Uh, so I think number one is you got to have clear, concise communication. Yeah, you're not going to make friends of everybody, and especially right now with social media, but be, be clear and concise with it so people know where you're coming from at least, so they can make a judgment based on that. Well, that's great. You know, hey, look, I know, uh, you know, Dave, it's been fantastic having on the show. I cannot wait to uh, really. To, to be at one of the Jamie football games with you, hang out, have a good time. Yep. Uh, you know, I know you got this uh, upcoming series. You know, anything you want to uh, to tell us about how to get to your resources, your videos, anything like that? Anything you want to tell us at the end here? Well, I appreciate it. If anybody would check me out at davesandersonspeaks.com, I have all the resources. There was always in a constant construction. We're always upgrading it, but it has all the resources, whether it's my books, my talks, my my uh, my workshops. But 
what I like to offer for Jeff, you and your audience is I've just produced a new video series based on the book Moments Matter, and it's going to be going out to market pretty soon. But I think so. I see so much people on hurt right now that people are challenged with what's going on. They don't know how to make you know, rational decisions about the hurricanes or what happened in Las Vegas, and people are just having a hard time. So I'm, I would like to offer if your audience texts seven nine seven nine seven nine. And input brace the number four impact. I will send you the first video of that series. It's called Overcoming Adversity in Uncertain Times. It's about mm-hmm. a ten minute video that I produced, professionally produced in my in my series of the twelve videos. But I think this one right now will speak to people because there's so uncertain times right now, and there's so much adversity going on in this country. What are the strategies the leaders do when they have to face these things? So that'll be my gift to them. Once again, if they text seven nine seven nine seven nine, put in brace for impact. It'll be my free gift to you, and you have before it goes to, to market, they'll have the, access to the first video. Dave, greatly appreciate it. Uh, you know, let's go get your uh, your son here, and uh, we'll see you, Jamie McCream. And thanks for coming on the show. So happy to have thank, you. Thank you, Jeff. I look forward to it, Lee. It's nice meeting you. And by the way, go Dukes. Go Dukes. Yeah. Yes, yes, sir. Go Dukes. All right, so Lee, let's uh, you know we'll wrap up the show here. Uh, next week we have Cara Wilson will be coming onto the show. Cara and I, uh, Cara is um, at, at Tableau. Previously, she and I worked together at Cleveland Clinic to help launch um, uh, their Abu Dhabi. We're going to be talking about polarity and helping folks understand, you know, when you got these two things like a task and a relationship, um, you know. How do you do growth and stability at the same time? So we're going to talk about when you have two very competing different things, how do you handle both things in your mind and, uh, you know, some tips and tools. Lee, we got about a minute. Anything you want to wrap up from today's show? Yeah, just uh, wanted to, first of all, thank Dave for being here. Fascinating guest and, you know, inspirational kind of guy. And to your point, very common. He mentioned something called post-traumatic growth syndrome. And that it was really resonated with me because either people can either be defeated by some of these things or as obviously what's taken place with Dave, not be defeated and use it as growth. And that just came across with lots of energy and lots of uh, authenticity. So I just appreciate that and grateful that he was with us today. Yeah, I agree completely. And, you know, again, his uh, book is Moments Matter. Um, you know, uh, go out to DaveSandersonSpeaks.com. And he's also got um, some blogs, resources there. Like you said, always updating it. Uh, for uh, for us, you know, uh, we still got the book from AHA to All In, Life Lessons from an Unexpected Entrepreneur. If you uh, go out to our website or johnhagmeyer.com, uh, you can pick up our book as well. And we will uh, stay tuned. We're speaking all across the country. So if you want to hire us, reach out to us. In the meantime, if you want to reach out to us during the week, just give us a call at 540-798-1963. You can send a message to me at Jeff at Voltage Leadership or for Lee at Lee at VoltageLeadership.com. And we'd love to work with you. Uh, we've got some uh, great things planned for the fall, but if you've got uh, a need, we still have some holes in our calendar where we'd love to fill you in. So thanks for being with us. Hope you enjoy Dave Sanderson and Lee. Thanks for being with us. And as Dave said, go Dukes, and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you for tuning in to VoltCast, Illuminating Leadership. Please join your host, Jeff Smith, again next Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll discuss another engaging topic next week.